Welcome back to the Two Guys Named Chris show. This time every week we talk with Lisa Lanier. She's our official attorney of this program. Segment is called Lawyer Up. She's inside legal cases. And today, a really good email from a P1 listener who saw something happen in a convenience store and worried about wondered about the legality of it. Lisa Lanier, hello. How are you? I'm fantastic. I hope you guys are. Doing very well. Hey. Great to talk to you. We had you on earlier this week as well, so thanks for joining us yet again. We had a first one, an email for you, which is rare, but a P1 says, his name is Greg, and says, I just stopped into a convenience store, and the guy in front of me bought a Powerball ticket. The clerk handed him the ticket, and as he swiped his phone for payment, he walked out saying thanks, and the machine beeped a few seconds later saying the card was declined. He's already out the door with the ticket. The clerk yelled, but he was gone. He was getting in his car and gone. So I said... Could the clerk void the ticket? And he said, well, I can void the sale, but the ticket is live. So if it's a winning ticket, the ticket is out there. It's in his hand. Mm-hmm. So my question was, if he hits the mega prize, let's say he wins $250 million off that ticket, which he did not pay for, does he still win? Or because he inadvertently stole the ticket, is the prize money not going to go to him? Clerk didn't know. I'm genuinely cl- yeah. curious. I want to know what a lawyer well, the, the clerk The clerk violated the lottery protocol because you're absolutely not ever supposed to hand the purchasing uh, person the ticket until you have secured payment. And you just don't do it. I mean, it could be, you know, you can hand them. They're supposed to be paying cash. You hand it to them. They can walk out. You're not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. So here, the ticket is live, and the person could conceivably win the big jackpot unless, and this is on the retailer, they have to report the ticket is stolen, involve law enforcement. Once they have a police report number, it, they turn it over to lottery security, and then lottery security will pull all the transactions for that store, and they will block that one transaction. Wow. But if, you, yeah. in order to do that, you have to accuse this customer of theft. Mm-hmm. And here, and, and I actually, I was so fascinated by this because I knew the legal answer to it, but I didn't know sort of the lottery protocol. Mm-hmm. I actually called this morning. Lottery security has a 24-hour number. I called them at like 5.30 this morning because I wanted an answer to your question. <laughs> Hold on. Chris Depp just mimicked <laughs> lottery security. a sleepy lottery security guard. I'm a lottery guy. Huh? Huh? I bet when the phone rang, he's like, what's that sound? <laughs> right. Lottery <laughs> cop. Lottery cop. This phone still worked. Yeah. yeah. I'm, sure I, I'm sure I woke him up, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. So, but he, was, but he was very, very nice. And he said that in this situation, the retailer is probably not going to call the police on the guy because, and if, and if he did, the police would would probably not charge him because he didn't have, and this is where the legal part of it comes in, you have to have an intent to steal. And this was just a misunderstanding. Right. So, you know, so if they cancel the ticket, so if they do report it and they cancel the ticket, then of course he will not be able to win. But if the retailer, it sounds like the retailer and the clerk probably didn't tell the boss, right? Because right. yep. the clerk would be in trouble for this. Yes. So mm-hmm. it sounds to me like this guy might win. Isn't that something? That is wild. So he could take the steps to stop it, but I guarantee he didn't. Probably didn't tell the boss. Probably didn't tell anybody. So if the guy somehow had won a million dollars, he would get to keep his million dollars. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and look at you going the extra mile, yeah. 5.30 in the morning, waking up the lottery cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I am real. That's why he she's was very nice. He was so informative and very, very nice. He told me I could call back anytime. That's why she runs her own firm. That's why she's the best. That's why you're the best, Lisa. You go the extra mile. Up before the sun's up. Or your clients. That's right. up all the time. She's mm-hmm. always around the clock. 
Uh, question about the Alec Baldwin shooting. Now, I've seen this everywhere, that lawyers are now claiming a disgruntled crew member. This is a lawyer for Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who is the armorer on the set, who's getting a lot of flack you know, for not running a yeah. taut ship here. Uh, and also, I know the assistant director is getting a lot of flack for calling it a cold gun and then just handing it to Alec Baldwin. Of course, we know what happened, the shooting. Uh, they now are saying that lawyers for Anna Gutierrez-Reed are claiming a disgruntled crew member may have placed a live round into a box of dummy bullets hoping something like this was happened to sabotage the set of the movies. That's their theory. Wow. Now, is this a legitimate theory, Lisa, or is this just something to pave the way for some sort of reasonable doubt? Can they ever prove this? How do you go about this? What do you think of this legal strategy? Yeah, it is absolutely just about throwing you know, out there the possibility of mm-hmm. another scenario so that they can go ahead and plant the reasonable doubt seed so that these folks don't face criminal charges. Uh-huh. And that's all it is. I mean, I don't think that, because, you know, they're, they're using words like possibly, maybe, could have happened. They don't really have any evidence that it happened, but what they're saying is that there was an opportunity. Because, the, you know, she set it up, she loaded the weapon, she put the weapons box, the uh, ammo box there, put the weapons there on a table, and then everybody left for two hours. Mm-hmm. And she's, and what they're, you know, and we knew that going in, right? But what the lawyers are pointing out uh, is that, look, that gave these disgruntled, we have known disgruntled crew members, and that gave them ample opportunity to mess with this. And that was something that was not foreseeable, and it would basically they're trying to say you can't charge i mean they're not that they can't charge but they're like don't charge her because we're going to be able to interject this reasonable doubt that's interesting because if i was a jury member as soon as i saw that on the news i thought to myself Mm-hmm. Plausible. You're so, mush-headed. Yeah. I'm. Well, I don't like to say it out like that. Oh, well, we, uh, we don't like to say. It. But but you and you also you sort of live in that world of 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 murder most foul. Yep. Of people doing awful things to people. I watch a lot of Law and Order. And you're a devious mind. And I'm a devious mind. I'll tell you, on Law and Order, they stress this a lot. Like it's obvious. It's like, well, clearly this guy did this. But if they don't, I mean, they've got to get the evidence, you know, or else they have no case. You know, that's you know that world, Lisa. People have walked. Yes. Are, you, are you watching the organized crime one? I'm watching that now. Is it good? I like it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's a little different, but I like it. Now I've gone back to watch ER on uh, the Pop Network in, mm. in the afternoons. This is from early '90s. This is season one ER. Clooney. Sad. George Clooney. <laughs> I'm I'm going down my medical school background now instead of my law school uh, background. I'm I'm more uh, right now. Who that good one yesterday? 1995. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Woman had a goiter. <laughs> do you do you remember it at all, or is it just like watching it all over again? So far, it's been just like watching it all over again. It's There's back before they could even you know cure heart attacks. And stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's come so far since then. Oh, they have no. Uh, they all have beepers and stuff. You know, of course, it's 1995. So cancer, the person's dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was, that's exactly what happened yesterday. <laughs> I know they couldn't yeah. cure it. <laughs> they could, I couldn't do anything for. Yeah. The next story is also this is about entertainment law as well. Carol Baskin made a name for herself. Uh, on the Netflix series Tiger King. Well, now they're coming out with Tiger King 2, a sequel, which will be on Netflix. And she is demanding because she got a lot of backlash. A lot of people think she killed her husband after that. I didn't watch it. but Yeah, she always claimed that she thought it was going to be more about her job saving these mm-hmm. what they call big cats. Yep. But really, it was just like, hey, she may have murdered her husband and fed him to the tiger. Right. <laughs> 
I do recall that. Yeah. <laughs> the feeding yeah. of the tiger. And she's the name I know most out of it, Carol Baskin. Yeah. She is demanding that all footage of her be taken out of Tiger King 2. She was heavily featured in the first season of the series, the first time around. Now, for the sequel, she says, I don't want to be in it in any way. Now, can she just say that, or do they have the rights to it and can use it as they want? How does this work? Well, what it's going to come down to is the contract that she entered into, because they have a contract, and she says the contract gave the rights only for the first Tiger King and that there were no rights to make a second one, and that the, what they're basically doing, she's given no additional interviews or anything. What they're doing, she says, is that they're taking just the, the edited outtake footage and reworking it and you know making her have appear as if she has participated in the second one. And she's like, look, didn't do that. Contract says that you can't use it that way. And it just boils down to whether the contract really says that or not. Mm-hmm. If it's not that limiting, I mean, it may, oftentimes it gives them the right to make derivative works. So I don't know. It just depends on what it says. I bet she wasn't savvy enough because she didn't know it was going to be such a huge hit. I wouldn't think. Yeah. I yeah. bet they're going to wind up using her. And that's an alternate her. title for this show, by the way, Derivative Work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what it means. It should have been. <laughs> they, didn't test well. I'll tell you, and with her, she became such a big star out of it. I would have thought she could somehow parlay that into some money for part yeah, but- two. Her, but as Biggie pointed out, it's not stardom, it's notoriety, because she may have gotten away with murder. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Did you see? Yeah, I mean, she went, she went into it thinking it was going to make her look good. Yeah. You know, she did. Yeah. She entered into it thinking it was going to make her look good and came out with it making her look like she might have killed her husband, so she's very upset about it. Do you think they lied to her and told her this is going to make you look good? Or Did you watch it at all? Yeah, I did. Yeah, no, I think she just went into it assuming. I don't think they made any representations, but I mean, and everybody knew the rumors, you know, to begin with. Even yeah. she knew them. Yeah. So. Did you see OJ Simpson was at the? He was at a uh, Bills football game last Sunday, and was you know basically saying you know what a great time he was having, all that kind of thing. And then was it Caitlyn Jenner who said on an Australian TV show, "Oh, by the way, OJ used to tell Nicole one of these days I'm going to kill you and I'm going to get away with it." And I thought to myself, geez, Caitlin, how about coming forward? You know, how about saying something? <laughs> say something, yeah. say something yeah. you know, <laughs> back when you were Bruce 20 Jenner. years ago. Yeah. How about saying something? Yeah. Then? Did you see all this? Uh, we have also a story about a woman who went to an ER in Atlanta. Her name is Taylor Davis. She had had a head injury uh, and she went in, signed the paperwork to Emory Decatur Hospital Emergency Room. Uh, she signed all her stuff, wrote down, filled out the paperwork, sat for several hours. Seven hours is how long she Seven sat. Seven hours. Nobody saw her. So she said, forget it. I'm going to get up and leave. My head feels better. She goes home. Nothing done. She never had her vitals taken. She never had any kind of treatment whatsoever. Two weeks later, a bill for $700 from the hospital that never saw her. So now she's fighting to get this money back. I would assume this is open and shut and she would not have to pay this. Lisa, how does this work? Well, I think they're ultimately going to give her her money back because I think she went to one of those like five on your side kind of things and mm-hmm. uh, they confronted the hospital and the hospital mm-hmm. agreed to review it. But technically, when she went in, she signed, you know, they give you a bunch of stuff to sign at the triage desk. And she signed something that said, look, you know, I'm agreeing to be seen here and I'm agreeing for you to charge me $700 or whatever. And their position is you're you're obligated then. You're bound by that. You've signed a contract and bam, you know, if you decide to walk out, you've just not performed on the contract. And that's on you. And wow. so that's the problem. They charge people for and, and, you know, I think that part of their thinking on it is, you know, part of what the triage nurse does is they kind of, they evaluate who they can see when. And she may have bumped somebody out of the way who was sick or hurt or, you know, so they're trying to discourage people 
from taking up space in a an overwhelmed ER and then walking out. Hmm. But, but how many people do. walk out? Yeah. Can't be many. I think a fair number do. I, I, I think really? a fair number do. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, if you wait for seven hours, I'd have probably walked out, too. Yeah, that's frustrating. Well. You, you watch yeah. ER, you'd know. I watch ER, oh but, God, but... That's right. You watch. You're an expert. I do. They don't go to the waiting room a lot. <laughs> they don't walk out on ER, probably. Well, they don't yeah, have, like, they, a they got George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they 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 never uh, the, the Chicago waiting room. They don't. They're used to eight hour. Yeah, waits. they don't. And so, yeah. are you saying? But technically, by the letter of the law, the hospital is right. She signed a contract. Yeah, and then she decided not to perform on the contract. It's kind of their position, That's but cool. it's, mm. I think they're going to end up. They said, look, they would take a look at it, and I'm sure they don't want the bad PR. They're probably going to just give her money back. But I'll bet you a lot of people have walked out, gotten the seven hundred dollar bill, and just paid it. You know, thinking, okay, they yeah. they saw me, huh. and that's it. I, I, I would bet. Yeah. Did she even get the thing on her called. wrist? <laughs> did she get the thing on her? Did get the wristband? She might have gotten the thing on her wrist. Because she did sign up all the. But they, they don't give you that at the desk, believe me. Then maybe. Yeah, I doubt she did. I doubt she got the thing on her wrist. There's a woman in Florida today who is suing a school district because she's a mom who volunteers at her kid's school. She has an OnlyFans account. Now, she's 30 years old. She has two young children, and she used to like to go to her kid's school, be the volunteer mom, along with many other moms. And when some other parent found out that she had an OnlyFans account with her husband, now, she and her husband do naughty things on OnlyFans. Sexual. Right on. All right. She makes $500,000 a month on OnlyFans. She's a young, attractive woman doing whatever they do on that website. Now, she has been asked not to volunteer anymore at the kids' school because it's a distraction because she has this OnlyFans account. She says that's ridiculous. It's the second time we've heard about this. She wants to go back to Sand Lake Elementary School and be just as big a part of the classroom as she's always been. And several parents have said, we agree, mostly dads, have said. Yeah. <laughs> we like volunteering when, we we like when she volunteers. We like the volunteerism this she's woman. She's our favorite. So she has sued the school district. Orange County Public Schools for a million dollars, and I think she's right. Lisa, what do you think? Yeah, you know, if you have a little deja vu feeling, it's because we talked about this in the context of a Catholic school. Very yes. similar thing. It was also an OnlyFans mom who was doing the same thing and was forbidden from coming to the school. And in that case, she lost, and she was, you know, because it was a private school, they can in- institute all these sort of unusual rules about your you know, outside activities and that sort of thing. But here, because it was a public school near Orlando, the parents can't be banned from activities there without due process and the opportunity to be heard on it. You know, I mean, she, she needs to be able to challenge whether her presence is somehow disruptive. And mm. I, I feel pretty sure that she'd be able to show it's not because she comes dressed in normal clothing and is doing things like handing out lab supplies, you know, for the science class. I mean, she's, not doing anything out of the ordinary, not dressed in a provocative way, not saying anything disruptive. So I think she would be able to show that she should be able to attend. But now that this is all blown up, I feel like when she goes, now people are going to be saying, there she goes. (laughs) There there she is. Yeah, they made a mess of it for sure. They did. That's right. So she's going to wind up. You don't think they'll pay. They'll wind up letting her back in the classroom is what you think. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, she just wants access. I don't think she wants any monetary damages. And I think they'll end up having to give it to her. It's, you know, she didn't get her due process, and I think she can prevail on that. And it's because with a, you know, with a public school, you have an interest. You've paid taxes. Mm-hmm. It just takes it to a, a, another level, and you have to get your due process. I think this OnlyFans, I think you're going to be seeing more and more cases like this. You can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm going to help you. <laughs> see him at the school. You don't have to pay that twelve ninety nine a month. Biggie took a look at her OnlyFans page and said, I approve. <laughs> <laughs> Biggie would like to volunteer at the, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the school fair. Cool. Yeah. I'll put it this way. I'm not her OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Her, uh, her less racy Instagram has a lot of fans, too. I uh, figured. Ah, less racy Instagram. That's you, Dave. I'll try right, and follow her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Biggie's uh, looking to volunteer at the school. Where, what grade are your kids in? Wait, I don't have kids. Well, I don't have kids. kids. <laughs> Which ones are yours? Still deciding. None. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Lanier, our official attorney of this program, Lanier Law Group is her. Uh, she's president there. You can go to LanierLawGroup.com or HireHeavyweight.com if you have any legal needs at all. Lisa, always great to hear from you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Have a great weekend. You as well. Bye.